Welcome to the Scalable Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Donald C. Kelly, the sales evangelist, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Well, some of you are probably confused. You're like, Donald, what? This is not the Sales Evangelist Podcast. You're right. I'm your guest host today, and I have the wonderful opportunity of introducing and interviewing your one and only fearless leader, our fearless leader, Luigi. Luigi, thanks so much for having me to be here, man. I appreciate this. Well, mate, thank you very much for coming and being the host because, you know, you are one of the reasons why I started this podcast a number of years ago. Um, it was funny, you know, I was wanting to listen to a podcast while I was running and I'm just scrolling through Apple Podcasts and I found this sales evangelist. I decided to click it and I think I ended up binging like... <laughs> I don't know how many episodes I went through, man, but I listen, I literally started listening to you every day. Um, and I, I, I yeah, the, the music, the actual music, you know, the, the, your intro music is what got me hooked. Um, so you've, you've evangelized me and for all my listeners, the other thing, um, Donald's evangelized me so much. I even did his TSE course, um, uh, you know, uh -huh. a couple of years back early in the days. So thanks very much for coming on and, and, and interviewing me for my big 200. Bro, congratulations on that, man. I, I, again, remember from when you started to where you are now, like that's just so amazing. Again, many people start podcasts quit after about maybe six months of doing it. That's like a, you know, yep. that's, that's a big hump right there. Um, but you know, continuing going at much less 200 episodes. That's it. <laughs> Like mind blowing. So um, I want to hear all about it. I, I'm fascinated by podcasters, obviously, fascinated by people who are doing sales, obviously, and just you as an individual, you're just one of those people that just keeps you keep moving forward and seeking to be your very best. And I'm, I'm curious to, you know, kind of learn about what you did during what you've learned over the past 200 episodes. Um, if that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting. I the reason I started the podcast was, you know, I wanted to create content to, to help sellers. That was our, that was our main, well, that was my main mission, right? I really mm -hmm. wanted to be able to help salespeople be the best they, they can be, right? That was my whole, you know, premise for existence. But what I didn't realize would happen was that I personally, this whole process, this whole podcasting process took my capability to an entirely a new level because what happened was the people that I was reading books, you know, the Anthony Inarinos, Mike Weinbergs, Mark Hunters, um, all these incredible authors that, you know, shaped me, Jim Cathcart, you know, relationship mm. selling. Um, yes. Seth, Seth Godin, for example, um, all these people that had shaped the way that I viewed and looked at selling I started interviewing them on my podcast and I was able to have that one-on-one -on -one time with them to really get granular about certain things that you don't get in a book. Mm -mm. And what I found was I was starting to not just learn from them, but I was applying these techniques and it was, it just took me to an entirely new level from a sales perspective. So you know, why I started this was to help people and that's still my main objective every day. I just want to help salespeople, you know, that's, that's our profession. But uh, yeah, I, the impact to me personally has been massive. Salespeople often hate their CRM. Why? Because they are hard to use. 
difficult to customize and expensive to maintain. This means leads and opportunities don't get updated. Things get missed and sales can suffer. Insightly is the modern CRM that teams love. Easy to use, flexible enough to support your unique needs and scales with you as you grow. This helps you sell smarter, grow faster and build lasting customer relationships. Insightly is trusted by more than a million users worldwide. For more information, visit insightly.com forward slash get insightly. That's really fascinating though. Go back to what you said as far as like, you know, there's twofold benefits there. One, you started to help people, but as a natural byproduct, you got benefited from it as well, um, mm-hmm. in which the community was able to like, you know, enrich your guest was able to enrich you and help you in your career, Yeah, which I really want to like kind of pivot to over the past 200 episodes. How have that, how has those episodes, or I mean, there's so many of them, but how has how doing those interviews impacted or improved your personal selling capabilities? Yeah, I think it's given me more awareness. Like I remember listening to, and, and I've, I've actually got to get him on my show, right? Sure. But one of the one of the episodes that I loved listening on your podcast was the Paul Cherry one, right? Mm-hmm. The questions, you know, the past, current, future. And I bought his book. Um, I ended up buying his. I, Bloody bought so many books of your guests actually after they come listening <laughs> to your show, right? But you know, just things like that. Um, obviously, I, I I didn't hear didn't interview him on my show, but there there were moments. And when when I when I interviewed Anthony Norino, for example, and we spoke about the value creation piece, and it was always something that I spoke about. But when we when we really dive deep into that value creation con- concept and topic, like I was able to really um, not just reflect, but it really gave me an opportunity to consider, well, how am I doing this at the moment and what could I be doing differently, right? And I think that's the biggest opportunity for us as salespeople is you can sometimes get stuck in the, the hamster wheel, right? Where you just, you're on autopilot and the challenge is to stop that autopilot and go, well, hang on a second, what's actually happening right now, mm. right? Because without us knowing we get stuck in autopilot. And I think that's the biggest thing that's happened to me during this journey is it's just allowed me to stop being in autopilot. It's really helped me consider things, right? And get get very clear on, okay, what's actually happening now in this stage of the process? What am I actually doing and what could I be doing differently to move this in a positive direction? So that, that self-reflection piece has been the best part. And, you know, I've got a page of a book of, my notes, um, which I keep from episodes and I just write down and it's amazing when I look back at the notes and look back at the aha moments that I've, that I've had, um, that itself is worth, you know, all the effort and you know how much effort goes into creating a podcast, right? Oh, uh, more than anyone. Um, for me, that's, that's, that's priceless. What were one of the big, what was one of the biggest aha? I know you, you talked about some things that you've learned, um, that's helped you become a better seller, so to speak. Yeah. Were there any ahas, any particular episode that you can think about from that little red book there that you have? <laughs> um, you know, there was one moment when I was listening, I was interviewing Jeffrey Gittermore and he, he made, he, he said this statement um, and for, for Jeffrey Gittermore, the little red book of selling is famous mm-hmm. and you know, a number of books, the sales Bible. But, you know, one of the things that he said is, you know, a sale, if you make a sale, it's a transaction that happens once when you make a customer, like when you create a customer, it's a, it's, it's something that happens again and again. 
And that really was quite impactful for me to hear that statement, right? That was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? I never really thought of it in that nature. Like, you know, he spoke about the, the importance of creating relationship and you want to have a, a customer that continue to just come back and buy and buy over again. So that, that was a pretty big aha moment for me. The other one was talking to Mike Weinberg and he spoke about some of the sales truths and, you know, he mentioned the importance and he just said, you know, high performers, you just got to be relentless with and selfish. This was a key word that he used, selfish with your time, right? Mm. Don't give away your time because if you're not selfish with it and spend time where it needs to be spent, the problem in sales is if you don't spend time on the tasks that actually matter like prospecting and managing deals and progressing, what happens is you end up having an empty pipeline and you end up not being able to hit your number. So that was another big aha moment for me. And, and somebody like, I, I love helping people and I love, you know, I'm, all, I'm pretty free with my time, but that, that was a big realization that, you know what, sometimes I've just got to make sure that there's a key task that I can't give up. I can't, you know, prospecting for me is, is, a, is an absolute, it's a fundamental. I've got to do it every day because if I don't, I'm going to feel the impact of that, that negative impact down the, down the, down the, you know, two, three months later. Yeah. And um, one of the things too, like go back to that, you know, just being selfish with your time is, you know, it, it, you hear it and it does sound like a bad word, you know, selfish, yeah. but in actuality, it's not, it's like this, uh, it's a positive thing, right? Because it's anyone who knows like someone who's in demand, like you, you run your organization, mm. you have a podcast, you have your family, like anyone knows that they didn't know you have that stuff. So being selfish in that sense, like I'm being selfish with prospecting, it's mm. people come to respect you for that, I think, over yeah. time. Um, so mm. it's, a, it's a powerful principle. I love that. So and you give, you give, I'm getting some gems from this one here, man. So good <laughs> stuff. Um, go back to the, so, you know, we talk about some of the fun stuff here, like come up with some of the cool learning experiences that you've had. Yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't always easy. I can tell you mm. that I know from my standpoint, running a podcast, you always start, you started off with this, this podcast with the notion of, I want to help people. Mm. But was there a moment when you thought, I am not sure if I can continue that? Did it ever cross your mind at any time? Yeah. Look, there were moments when I was thinking, you know, when I first started the podcast and I think we're at episode like nine or 10, I'm looking at the downloads. I'm like, man, the downloads aren't really there. Like, is it worth it? But what I think... The, the, what kept me going was like, but the realization that even those first 10, like I got to interview Mark Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, I interviewed some really great people in, in my first 10 episodes. Right. Yeah. Daniel Disney, for example, was one. And, you know, I remember going, is it worth it? But then I'm like, but I'm actually learning quite a lot. So yeah. I was a little bit selfish in that. Well, let's just keep going, you know, and then before too long, the download started ticking over, you know, 1,000, 5,000, 10,000. And then we started to get a lot of traction, which was, which was incredible. Right. And then we had some sponsors and, you know, I remember forget one of the best parts of the whole podcast journey was I, I did a cold outreach to Seth Godin and, you know, probably the, one of the smartest marketers ever to walk this planet. Right. I love him. Right. And, uh, he said, look, it took me a couple of outreach attempts, but he finally responded and said, look, took thanks. Me three or four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, and he said, thanks, thanks, but I don't, I don't travel. And I said, that's okay. I'm happy to come to you. And uh, he, he said, okay. So I said, great. And I'm, I, I jumped on a plane, 
couple of weeks later from Melbourne. It took me 20 hours to get to New York. Then I jumped on a train from Grand Central Station and went out to where he lived or, you know, near his place where his office was and just an incredible experience, right? Going into that room and for all those, all my listeners who know Seth Godin and, and, and Donald, you know him as well. He's always doing the, you know, interviews with the books behind him. And I got to sit in that room and do the interview <laughs> in that room with all these incredible books. Um, it was just awesome. It was just an, ex- and you know what? The podcast took me on that, on that journey, right? Yeah. Um, it was just an amazing experience just to hear the great man talk. And I don't know, it was just, it was just like, you know what? This is where, this is where sales, this is where podcasts can, can take us. It can literally yeah. take you anywhere across the globe. And uh, it creates a memorable experience that I'll never forget. That's really cool. Um, and you, you kind of talk, just kind of segues perfectly into the next way, next place I want to go with this interview. But, you, you know, you you bring up how the doors, doors that were open as a direct result of podcasting. Yeah. Um, you know, where this literally took you on the road to an opportunity to come and physically meet yeah. Seth Godin in New York. New York. What, bit, what sales opportunities would you say that you can directly tie to a, your podcast um, or if not sales, any other opportunities that were opened as a direct risk, um, direct contact because of your podcast, so to speak. Man, a heap like, like Donald, like I, one of the things <laughs> we don't have enough time. You've, probably <laughs> <laughs> you've probably seen this in your business as well, right? Like one of the things I did realize um, I was getting people that were booking into my calendar, for example, and we jump on a zoom and it's like like the way in which they engage with me because they'd already listened to 10, 20 episodes, there was already a relationship there. I didn't even know it, right? Mm-hmm. The rapport was there. They already had trust. They'd heard my point of view. They'd heard my voice. They knew exactly what the concept that I'd been speaking about. And it, it shortened the sales cycle. Like mm-hmm. I, I was closing, you know, deals, average sales size, you know, sort of 20 to 40k which would usually take anywhere from two to three months they were closing in like two weeks because it was just it was an incredible process i just was massive realization for me like this is this is this is amazing right um so that that was a that was a huge up but i think the biggest opportunity um because for me that wasn't the best outcome from this process closing deals as much as I love it, the best outcome was the relationships that I've formed. Like I've been mm-hmm. been able to hang out with you in Atlanta, hang out with Daniel Disney, you know, Victor and Tony and I have become great mates, Daryl Prale, like I can't tell you how many, Anita Nielsen in, you know, and I can't tell you how many people, Jen Allen, Ravi, Jen like Allen. literally caught up with Ravi in London, Jen Allen in Chicago, like, you know, the, the actual opportunity it's created to build relationships real relationships right um that for me has been the best outcome from this process right yeah Um, that's why i've loved this journey that's so cool man um keep going on this journey path with me um and you named some really cool folks there so big shout out to all of them there's some 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 cool individuals um you talk to me about one of the first emails linkedin messages or whatnot communication you receive from a listener um, oh. and tell me what, what was that like? I don't know if you want to give him a shout out if you're capable yeah. of doing that. Well, look, you know what? There's been it, it, the thing that I love about 
the shout outs that I've got. And I'm just trying to go back to one of the early ones, right? Um, I know there was Shane from, I'm just trying to remember his company. Um, he's been a massive listener and he's always, he's always liking my posts. He was like one of my first, uh, works for an agriculture <laughs> business. And I just love the feedback that I got from him around the impact that I've had and the way it's helped him really think differently about selling, right? The mindset, cause I talk a lot about mindset like you do as well, Donald. Um, yeah. That was really all humbling to get somebody just randomly reaching out to say thank you for the content that I was putting out. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. And I, and I get them all the time. And I think because I'm getting them quite frequently now, you kind of don't get that magical feeling, right? But I remember <laughs> the first match. I'm like, this is actually really helping people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I love that. And can't believe I forgot his company name. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna come to me. It'll come to me. But uh, that was one of the first. Um, the other milestone we had, and we got a lot of response when we when we were um, when we were added to the Qantas, which is an airline in Australia. When they put us, you know, um, on their Qantas sort of entertainment section where yeah. people could listen to podcasts. <laughs> I mean, that was a massive milestone for us as well, right? We we're yeah. getting random messages saying, "Hey," I was even getting like family going. Mate, I've been flying. I was flying on, going from Melbourne to Sydney, and your podcast came up on my screen. <laughs> so yes, I so that was pretty it. cool. That was, that was a good experience. Yeah, Aunt Lucy saw my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, man, I, that's that's wicked cool, man. And it's like, you know, just fun to to you know to get on an airplane and to have that. That's like that's massive. But think about it again from the, the power of podcasting, and then go back to you know your your first list, one of your first. Um, you know, podcast listeners who reached out to you. I know what you're saying is that it's just a, this random feeling of like, how did this someone I don't know, mm. like, feel like they know me or they connected with me or found my stuff of yeah. all the things that are out there. And I, I just think that's like that relationship that you, you, you create those bonds of some of those folks. is like, it's, it's massive. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool to hear that experience. Yeah. And I think I think on that, right, I think, you know, because not everybody is going to start a podcast. No. And even, though, even though people say, oh, the podcast market is saturated, I saw some stats recently to show the, the amount of podcasts out there versus the amount of blogs. Exactly. Um, or books. Ridiculous. Yeah, books, books right? It's ridiculous. So there's still so much growth happening in podcasts. But I absolutely think, you know, when you listen to a podcast and I've done this again to your episode, your episodes, multiple people, when you listen to a podcast and you really love what the host has had to say or the guest, just reach out and say, thank you and mm. tell them why. And all of a sudden you'll be starting a conversation. Yeah. And I've done that with countless people where I've, you know, I've been, I'm going, man, this is gold what they're sharing. And I'll, I'll take a photo. I'll send the screenshot um, and I've done it to you multiple times and I'm like, hey, this is quality. Um, but that's how you start a relationship, right? It's like, there's not like one of the best books that I've ever read was Og Mandino's The yeah. Greatest Salesman in the World. Yeah. Right. Loved it. And there's two books. There's Og Mandino's Greatest Salesman in the World and then How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is Dale Carnegie, right? Mm -hmm. Probably the two best sales book I reckon every salesperson should read, right? Yeah. The reason why I love those books is because they both talk about mindset. They're, mm -hmm. they're not really tactical books. You know, um, Ogmandino is all about, you know, having that, that mentality um, and, and just having that, that attitude to go and be successful. 
And Dale Carnegie talks about the power of positive feedback. Yes. That like the how to win friends and influence people, there is nothing to gain from saying something negative to someone, but say something positive. And for me, if you're able to listen and show someone gratitude and say, hey, I really love what you spoke about here, you're going to get positive. Something positive is going to come back, right? Um, and that's why I think the power of podcasting, it's, it takes books to another level because the conversation goes down a certain way. So even if you're not intending on starting a podcast, use the power of podcasting to engage with people and start relationships because for me, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. The relationship side, come on, man. Mm. Like that, that there, I mean, and I, I think the the other component to what you're getting with, with this is the, you, it, it makes the world come back. To, like social media has this tendency of making us think that, you know, it, it's just a, it's an avatar that we're talking to, meaning, or just like a role, yeah. a salesperson or a, you know, VP or, or whatnot. But then, you tend to not realize that they're human beings sometimes. Yeah. But when you do a podcast or when you have the conversations, you realize that VP of sale who reach out to you and tell you, thank you. You realize that she is a mother and she is a, you know, uh, you know, has her insecurities and she's a human being and you can have a conversation with her on a ground level. And I think the beautiful thing about a podcast in that sense, you mentioned these people who were, who were able to connect back to you and yeah. feel, felt like they know you is because you are vulnerable probably in some of your experiences or your examples. And because of that vulnerability, it allows them to be more vulnerable and to just create something mm. amazing where you can have really good down-to-earth human being conversation. Like, I, I love it when people try to do the, you know, Donald C. Kelly. Like, I, I see that in my messages sometimes on LinkedIn. They'll say, Donald C. K-E-L-L-Y. <laughs> And it's just fun. And uh, when sometimes I speak to them on a phone, like, you know, if they turn into a business development opportunity, they're like, hello. And then I'm like, okay, let me do it again. And I was like, this is Donald C. Kelly. <laughs> and like, there he is, there he is. <laughs> yeah, because you're known for it, right? Yeah. And but you, you, yeah. You just, but that relationship is just so, so, so keen, so, so powerful um, in, mm. in that whole, that whole process. Um yeah. You started out, let's talk about some of these folks don't get a chance to hear how you started a podcast, but you started off, were you doing this by yourself? Were you then, you know, how did the process evolve to where you have like a pretty, you know, seem like a pretty good team right now that's helping you yeah. with it as well. So I did have a couple of like um, helpers obviously get me going and, and probably the number one person who um, doesn't get their limelight, but his name's Stefan um, and, you know, I went to him and I knew he was incredible when it comes to music production and running a school and helping people um, learn music production, et cetera. And I said to him, hey, I want to start a podcast. What do I do? And, <laughs> and he was great. The mixer that I have, my microphones, um, the software, um, we, were, we were using Ableton Live back in the day. Like this is years back before the Riversides and the Squadcasts came yeah. out, right? He gave me a proper, you know, music recording tool. Um, we did everything. Went to his studio. I remember making, you know, he, he wrote the music. Um, it, just, it was just a, such a cool journey, Donald. I mean, you probably go back. I mean, you've got a lot more episodes than I have. But I think, I think the first thing I had to get over, I don't know if you had this experience, I had to get over that imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, that, that, that stopped me for like a year. Um, 
because Why? I just go deeper in that. What was the imposter syndrome that you were facing? Well, I didn't, I don't know, like, you know, I, I, I didn't think that, look, was I good at, I've always been good at selling, right? Like I've yeah. always been a high performer. I've done, you know, as my listeners know, I've put together some pretty decent sized deals and I know my stuff, but then I'm thinking, well, why would anyone want to listen to me? And maybe I don't speak properly and, you know, maybe I won't present right and it won't sound good. There was all these things, you know, and, and, and again, all these authors have already got books and what have I got? I've just put the deals together. Like, um, <laughs> but then listening to you, I was, like I said, I, I, I binged, I don't know. Um, I listened to so many of your episodes and obviously the sell or die podcast was another podcast that I was listening to religiously. So you guys were my two go-to podcasts pretty much every day. Um, And, but then I spoke to someone and they said, they sort of said to me, well, you can either let imposter syndrome stop you or just get out there and make it happen. And Mm. they also said to me, like, what's the worst thing that can happen, right? Like if you give it a go, no one listens to it. Well, worst thing is you've spent a bit of time and, you know, that's the worst outcome. Like it's not like you're operating on a table and you're a doctor and someone can die. Right? <laughs> it's the worst thing that can happen is no one listens to your podcast. And um, But but I did, I got the courage and then, yeah, I started it. But, you know, for that, that was a big, it was a big challenge. It was a big challenge for me to overcome that imposter. And that's what stopped me creating content and sharing on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, right? And um, even now, sometimes I I go to post a piece of content. I'm like, hmm, you know, but um, I think, you know, hearing other people, like I've had the opportunity to speak to some really some people with some really big brands and even they have imposter syndrome. Like even yes. they feel sometimes, you know, questioning themselves and their own capabilities. So I think we all experience it, right? Um, but no, it, it did take me a while. Like I said, it took me one year um to get to that point so this is really fascinating um that you would say that and i think it's one of those powerful things again for listeners no matter who you are to really grasp from this this episode to go back into what luigi was saying as you were saying that i was laughing not laughing at you but laughing at my experience too Hmm. i started a podcast probably um i think it was April 2012 or March 2012, my episode went live, but most people don't know that in the world. Um, and it was mm. episode, it was a video, it was a vlog. Um, and uh, it was on this cheap WordPress website that I created. I think if somebody go dig enough, they can find it somewhere out there um, on a free WordPress site. And then I, I got so, um, but then I stopped doing it because I got afraid, the imposter and at the time, there was probably seven sales podcasts out there already. And I was like, there's no room for more sales podcasts yeah. at this point. Now there are over probably 300 just sales podcasts um, that are out there. Um, I think the last time it was like 200, 250 or whatnot. So it's like, keep yeah. going. But the point is like, yeah, you know, if I had let that stop me, who do know of what impact, you know, you and some of the other folks that I've been able to impact and then vice versa, if you hadn't done that, imagine how many people have been impacted from what you mm. have done. And so, you know, we all can like, we all have that imposter syndrome 
you know, and I love that idea. My Sandler sales trainer back in the days used to use that example. He said, on the scale of zero to death, what's the worst that could happen? And I was like, I yeah. guess it's not death. So I guess I can't make that call. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But that it, there's just so much, uh, so much power in that, uh, so much experience. Yeah. Um, so and I want to keep going on that line, though. What are some of the other experiences you've gleaned from the podcast over the past 200 episodes that you, you mind sharing? You talked about a couple of them so far, you know, being selfish with your time, this concept of yeah. imposter syndrome. Um, we talked about some of the successes that you've seen from the podcast, like people that you've been able to connect with and opportunities that's come directly from the podcast. Mm. Any other experiences, life experiences, not, we don't, we can t- definitely bridge it to sales, but other experiences that you've learned from the podcast, um, over the years yeah i think it's you know one of the things that i, I did i did learn and i think this is, is really important um to know from an, an experience perspective is i reached out to a lot of people to come on the podcast just like anything mm-hmm. some people said yes some people said no and some people ignored me right mm-hmm. but what i have learned is we truly do live in a world of abundance mm-hmm. yeah and even though some people, you know, didn't respond to me and, and, and I had, I even had some people say, well, how many people like without even asking about the podcast, their response yeah. was, well, how many followers do you have? Right. Um, none of that mattered because you tell you what, the people that I did get to interview have been amazing, right? Like, uh, have been absolutely amazing. And, um, that, that part of it, I think that's been the best experience is I've people have been open with their time to come on and talk to me and share their experiences and share their ideas and their concepts. And I think this just validates the whole concept that we absolutely live in a world of abundance Mm. and there are great people out there and people, if you just reach out and this is the whole premise of selling, right? Mm. You've got to ask, you've got to get out there and you've got to talk to people and you've got to have a conversation and you've got to ask. And just like selling, the worst thing that can happen is you ask, somebody says no or doesn't respond. Like that's the worst, just like selling. You ask for time, they say no, I don't want to buy from you. Okay, right? <laughs> but there are so many people out there with so many incredible stories that one no or, you know, someone saying, you know, how many followers have you got? Oh, you haven't got enough followers so that I can't come on your podcast. Um, it shouldn't stop you from progressing forward and trying to create an environment and community and doing what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bro. Um, I've, I've had those before too, man, but I love that life lesson there. Just don't let it stop you. The world of abundance, there are opportunities everywhere, everywhere. and just, you know, keep on keeping on that is yeah, bro. Uh, in, in so many different areas of our lives, man, it, because what it comes, go back to that into mindset again. And the science behind this is that we tend to just we tend to only focus on the thing that we see the most, or the things yeah. that we're mo- not even the most, but the things that we are um, we're we're aware of right now. So mm-hmm. like it's you know being tunnel vision. So when I hear a no, my tunnel vision is on that no, as opposed to probably the you know seven other yeses that I got over the past several yeah. weeks, and we didn't. It, it, it causes and pairs us. But again, if it's a job interview a role you're going for, if it's a, a client deal you're trying to get, if it's a promotion you're trying to go for, if it's a, you know, you starting a podcast, whatever it is, like <laughs> you're going to face opposition. It's just a yep. nature. It's a, it's a law in the universe. 
but those there's opposition in all things. And as you're able to overcome those opposition, the quest or the challenge is being able to break through and overcome those things. Yeah. And like you said, the top performing sellers, like you know, go back to what Weinberg was talking about, the ultra performers, there's no obstacle that can't be overcome. Every yeah. literal problem, there is a solution. Mm. It's a matter of how much time and how much ingenuity or creativity mm. in which you dispel or willing to dispel to be able to get past or overcome or get around that. And top performing sellers, they know how to get, they, it's not that they know more than us. It's just that they're willing to do more than the yeah. average uh, person, bro. Oh man, we're going to church in here, sales church or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I also think, you know, like there's an episode of Seinfeld. I don't know if you're a, but I'm, I'm, a, yeah, I'm yeah. a massive Seinfeld fan and, there was an episode where Jerry's like, you know what, for me, everything always works out. And there's a moment where, you know, um, Elaine, she, she, he, he, she grabs 20 bucks from him. She goes, give me 20 bucks. And she throws it out the window. And he's like, well, why'd you do that? You know, I lost $20. But then he puts his jacket on, puts his hand in his pocket. And he's like, Hey, I just found 20 bucks. Right. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, The reason why I love that particular episode, because, that's a mindset shift, right? Mm -hmm. Versus I've lost a deal versus great. Now this has given me an opportunity to close a deal or to open yes. a deal, right? Because I, again, that's why I keep saying, doesn't matter this, it just reinforced for me that mindset, this podcast is that yes, I would, you know, these, the, some of the guests that I reach out to that, you know, kind of shun me mm -hmm. is I'm okay with that. Like, Hey, that's great you know what, that's your loss because you don't get to share your story with our incredible guests, you know, with our incredible listeners, right? The people that would probably buy your books, the people that would probably listen to your podcast or subscribe to your YouTube channel, like that's your loss. Yeah. Um, because that, that for me is a mindset shift. So I think that's been another big learning for me through this whole process is that it's absolutely okay to get a no, like I'm fine with it. There's so many great people out there and I, I'm, 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 I haven't even scratched the surface with this podcast. I think we can go so many different directions now after the learnings that I've had over the past couple of years. You've had a lot of learnings. You've taken a lot from the podcast. Where do we see the podcast going? Um, I know we, we got the, we got a future on the horizon here. Um, yeah. We're well, 200 episodes from now. Where, what, what do you see in the future for the podcast or you know, that you would like to have. Let's fantasize for a little bit. Yeah, well, well to be where I want to go with this, I'm, I'm absolutely doubling down on YouTube. So we're going to be putting every episode on YouTube. And I remember this, the, you know, when when you started doing more video content, Donald, and moving away from audio. And I'm like, yeah, I got to do it. But now I'm absolutely going to nail going going that. more on YouTube. Right. Um, I'd love to do more um, like live stream podcast as well. Mm -hmm. That's something else I want to be doing. Um, not just pre-recorded, do some more live podcasts. Um, that's a big thing for me. And I want to do in-person podcasts. So that's, a, that's another thing that I want to do. I loved it. I did Ali Redder, who broke the world record of selling the most new cars in a year. I flew to Det Detroit, Motor City, interviewed him, Seth Godin. Like they were just incredible experiences, right? Yeah. Um, I want to do more of that. I want to do more, you know, in-person um, podcast interviews because I think that you just – as, much, as great as this is, man, when I come to Florida in July, I want to come and see you, man. Yes, I want to come to the TSE studios and come, do one there. Yes, that'd be great. Right. <laughs> That's what we got to. <laughs> you know, doing one, when I did the um, 
the sell or die one, I got to go and, you know, do it with Jen and Jeffrey up in, up in Charlotte, which was awesome. Like you can't replicate in person. So um, where do I see in a couple of, you know, a couple hundred episodes, I want to do live, more live ones, um, live streamed YouTube and in person. They're the three things that we want to, we want to be doing more of. Talk about the impact that you hope to have. So many people's lives have been, uh, you know, altered and changed as a blessing of the podcast. What are some of the, what, what, how do you, how do you foresee or how do you and your team are planning that you can impact others over the next 200 episodes? I think the biggest thing, like there's a lot of fear in sales at the moment. There's a lot of fear everywhere right yeah. now that even, you know, I was reading McDonald's has told everybody in corporate, stay home this week, big announcements. We're going to make, you know, we're going to let people go this week. Um, I think there's a lot of fear everywhere around, you know, what the future looks like now with AI and stuff. And, but I can only talk about sales and marketing because that's, that's, that's where I work and, and play in, right? I think the biggest impact that I would love our show to have and our content to have on salespeople is to show them that we, we believe in them, right? Yeah. We absolutely believe in salespeople. We believe that we, we serve more than a purpose than just selling a product or service, right? That we yeah. we genuinely are an important part of this world. Um, our profession is very, very important, right? And we want to help salespeople um, show that that self belief and help them create the open growth, that growth mindset that they need, so that as things change, because sales is changing, right? We've both seen it just in the yeah. last two years. Now with AI and all these things coming into play that this change can represent major opportunity for them. But yeah. in order for them to capitalize on that opportunity, they need to have the right mindset to do that, right? And they need to have that mindset of abundance. So, you know, the biggest impact I would love our content to have is just to allow our audience to continue to, you know, tackle the world with that abundance mentality. Yeah. Oh, bro. Absolutely uh, love that. Um, and I, I think you're on something amazing. And you got an ally here in South Florida. And uh, we, we would love to continue to help push that message across because I think there's uh, so many people that can benefit from that. Um, amazing. Luigi, um, there's one major piece of in insight you want folks listening to the episode to walk away with today. What's that one major piece of insight? Well, the biggest thing is I think that self, that belief right? Just believe, believe in yourself um, and build, build a really strong network of people around you. Um, for me, that's why I, 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 you know, I was so honored when you said you'd, you'd interview me because I started this journey because of you, man. Like this is why I started this journey. Um, I listened to so many of your podcasts. It makes me emotional to think about it. Like this has been a, a long ride. Um, I started this because of you, man. And even though we didn't know each other at the time, um, this is the, this is the world that we live in. Right. So I think having that, that, that belief, biggest insight, create a network of people around you that can lift you up and support you and help you be the best you can be. So, um, and it's, and you know what, it's actually easier to create that network than you think you just got to go out there and, and ask. And like I did with you, we established relationship um, and, and that, that for me is, is being the biggest takeaway. So I just want to say, man, as we you know, come to an end of this episode, thanks, man. Thanks for what you've done for me, Donald. Um, like I said, I, I wouldn't be here 
if you didn't give me that confidence and you didn't inspire me with that music and being the evangelist that you are, brother. So thank you so much, man. Well, I appreciate that, man. You're making me get emotional, man. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm super grateful that I've been able to to be a part of that and um, humbled to hear that. And I'm, I'm happy and all the emotions wrapped up. I, it's like, a, I don't know, I can't describe it right now. So <laughs> thank you, man. Appreciate you a lot. Thanks, brother. Thank you.